Hi there, and welcome to the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm Karen. I'm really glad you joined me today. I am finally recording another podcast episode. It's been a little longer than I hoped it would. I kind of feel like I'm in slow motion, and even though we got rid of 2020 and into 2021, I'm not fully up to pace yet. I'm hoping it will be a semi-average normal year or a year with major epiphanies and blessings for everyone. Um, But right now I'm running slow, so it would probably be more like epiphany for me because my brain and my body are in slow motion. Hopefully they'll pick up the pace and I'll stay on the path I'm supposed to stay on. I hope the same for you. But today's podcast is titled, I Am Woman, Hear Me Crunch. So if you'll bear with me, I'll put all the pieces together and hopefully the Holy Spirit will take over and you'll understand what it was that God put on my heart. Um, But I'm going to start with a quote. And since it's my podcast and I do a quote, I call it a pod quote. And this quote is by Matthew Henry. Eve was not taken out of Adam's head to top him, nor there Neither was she taken out of his feet to be trampled on by him, but out of his side to be beside him, to be equal with him, under his arm to be protected by him, and near his heart to be loved by him. Again, hopefully that will all come together for you, and you'll see where I'm headed with this. Um, Again, I really am glad you joined me. My name is Karen. I'm a speaker. an author, a writer, a podcaster, a general overall goofball. And I think you'll understand that if you haven't heard me before, you'll kind of understand it more throughout the podcast. So I remember years ago when I was at the American Association of Christian Counselors Global Conference, I met some really great people who were set up in this vendor's area selling books. And now this conference has people from all walks of life and not just in counseling and ministry professions, but other professions as well. And they come from all over the world, literally thousands of people. It's an unbelievably valuable time and it's, it's a beautiful time to go. Um, Besides hearing some awesome preachers and speakers, you get a chance to actually meet some speakers and theologians face to face and have discussions with them. I spoke face-to-face, more than a 10-second conversation with Max Lucado, Lucado and Michael Lyles, and I got to meet Natalie Grant and Beth Moore and just a bunch of other people. Um, and this is not a, a plug for the AACC or a podcast on the who's who of Christian conferences, but I wanted to let you know that this is where I, I went and I found a booth that was selling Christian books on marriage counseling and having a healthy Christian marriage. So I saw this book there at the very bottom of this bookcase and I just laughed out loud when I saw it. Uh, They didn't sell books at this uh, booth like happy marriages for dummies or you know the dummies guide to a good marriage or or men are from Mars, women are from Venus. They weren't books like that. They were biblical books and Christian worldview materials on what marriage is, how to keep it holy how to have a, a biblical and and beautiful Holy Spirit-filled relationship, kind of understanding the differences between men and women and how that can help your marriage and how differences in, in each other can enhance your marriage and your life instead of destroy your marriage. So if you learn how to appreciate your partner, that is. So the one and only book I bought from them 
was the one at the very bottom of the shelf called men are from dirt. Women are from men. (laughs) So I love that title. So the spin on this book uh, that the author took was how God created man and then took his rib and created woman and how terrific that was. Not to mention the sense of humor throughout the book. It was just what I needed at the time, but it shares principles on how to recognize and utilize the differences because we were made different and made from different things, even though we're both made in God's image, man and woman. So instead of harping on the differences and pointing out how negative these things can be and blowing them up into something that divides you, this book was written to show you that these differences can be a huge blessing and how to implement those uh, things in your marriage and recognize them. So I hope I explained that well. But anyway, that's what this book was about. So anyhow, as I was thinking of this book the other day, um, it came up in my mind because my husband was driving me crazy. (laughs) Have you ever had this happen before? Not my husband drive you crazy, but your husband drive you crazy. Or maybe just some other man drive you crazy. A son, a boyfriend, a dad, a coworker. Um, I asked my husband to take a dirty dish to the kitchen because he was on his way through the house. So it was nice. He took it. He saved me a trip while I was in the middle of doing something else. I greatly appreciated that. Then a little while later, I go into the kitchen and the dish is in the kitchen, sort of. It's on the kitchen island. Instead of walking three feet further to actually put the dish in the sink or even rinse it out, the dirty dish had been sitting for hours on the island. (laughs) Okay. Or what about, um, this particular thing every night? I mean, every single night when he tosses his dirty clothes from the day into the laundry hamper, they're in the hamper, but not really in the hamper. Are you feeling me here? Do you know where I'm going? Because there is always, always a half a pant leg hanging out of the hamper or a sock or a pair of underwear that is somewhere in the general vicinity of the hamper, moreover on the floor or beyond the hamper between the wall and the hamper itself, but not actually in the hamper. Now, please, how much effort does it take to toss that small sock into a large, wide open hamper? instead of on the floor? I mean, seriously, what is the deal? And no matter how many times I tell him, he says, oh, did I do that? Or, oh, I didn't know. Or, oh, I didn't realize it. How do you not realize (laughs) that you didn't get your clothes in the hamper and they're on the floor? It's beyond my scope of understanding. And what about when he's sick? Okay, dare I say it? Wimp, 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 wimp. Wimp to the third power He has a runny nose and some indigestion and the world has to stop. He can't get off the couch. He needs something about every 10 minutes. I can have a fever of 102, my face swollen from sinus congestion. I'm hacking up a lung and I'm still able to do laundry, clean the kitchen, get the dog to the groomer and take him the remote five times because he dropped it and his head is just too stuffy to bend over and get it. (laughs) I mean, okay, some of that is a little exaggerated, but really not that much. And if, if you have a husband, probably nine out of 10 of you understand exactly what I'm talking about. 
you get my point, right? Because I'm not superwoman. It's not like, oh, I can do all these things while I'm sick because I'm superwoman. It's not. It's just that he's wimpy Wonder Man. <laughs> That's what, although not totally, but I do call him that occasionally. <laughs> I call him Mr. Wimpy sometimes. But no worries. He laughs. It's a little joke between the two of us. He knows the truth of it. And, and no matter how hard he tries, some of those little things, they just don't change. Or they change for a while. And then the changes disappear and it goes back to socks on the floor and Mr. Wimpy. But I have learned that some of these differences are just things I have to accept and they're not worth the argument. They're not worth me getting all worked up in turmoil inside over it, like the toilet paper roll. I mean, how many times have you gone into the bathroom to find all the toilet tissue gone off the roll and there's no new roll put out? <clears throat> yeah that happens too. At the most inopportune times, I might add. Of course, as I've said before, we women could be talking about a male co-worker, not her husband. You know, maybe the variety of co-worker I speak of, the kind that um, he uses all the copy paper and doesn't refill the paper tray. Um, or the one who takes the last cup of coffee but doesn't make a pot for anyone else. Yeah, him. The same guy who parks in the space next to you after you've gotten there, but he parks only about six inches away from the line because he wants plenty of room on his side to get out so he doesn't hit the car next to him. Yet, at the end of the day, you have to go to your car, get in the passenger side, climb over to drive out because there's not enough room to open the door and get in the car. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> That's the guy I'm talking about. My husband might not be a basketball Hall of Fame shot with his dirty clothes, but he does the dishes every day. So I have to say that. He takes his turn vacuuming the house. He takes out the garbage. And not too long ago, he made me a brand new dining room table in his wood shop. So, hey, when I'm tempted to gripe and complain, I have to check myself and remember that we can't all be like me. <laughs> I'm just Thank God I'm one of a kind and there is no one else like me. Trust me, you don't want more than one of me around. Or or we probably don't want more than one of you around either. And we really don't want more than one of anybody around. Just one of each of us is fine. One of a kind. Because we were all made in God's image, right? So my point is that men and women are really different from each other. No matter what current social day norms and... um cultural rules state men and women are different we were born that way we both have our strengths and our weaknesses and we're not all the same either meaning some women are girly makeup loving artistic nurturing beings while others are strong outdoorsy athletic talented mechanics who'd rather put their hand in a bucket of grease than spend an hour a day putting makeup on and doing their hair and on the flip side, there are men who don't know the difference between a flathead and a Phillips screwdriver and could care less if they did. While there are others who can look at a bumper of a car and tell you the make, model, and where it was manufactured. So while we come in many shapes and sizes and varieties, we are all still vastly different from each other. And yet, we're still inexplicably not that much different from each other. Isn't it amazing when you think about it? We're so different, yet we're so much alike. We're all born of God. We're all made in his image with really a nature that pulls us into sin. And we're all tempted to go our own way instead of go the way that God calls us to for our life. 
I recently heard a female celebrity talking about how much better for this world women are than men are and how men will be the downfall of the world as we know it. She might have a, a slight point. <laughs> men, really moreover, men and women or humans will be the downfall of our society as we know it because mankind and our willingness to follow evil and partake in things uh, that are not of Jesus, that are not godly, and to, I don't know, we easily toss biblical truth out the window for whatever is the greatest and latest thing right now. Uh, a lot of us do. That will be our downfall. And that will be the downfall of the world. There's no doubt. And that's all written in the pages of the greatest story ever told. Although it's not just a story. It's a truth. It's a fact. And if you want to read it for yourself, check out Daniel, Isaiah, and Revelation. Um, so in some little tiny thread, she has a point. But in a sense, this celebrity... Um, even though I, let's just say there was that little thread of truth, but not really because what she was talking about is how men, not women, how males, not females, how, how people who have the XY chromosome, not just the X chromosomes, they're the bad guys. She may as well, well have cut the, the junk out of her speech and just said men, bad women, good. That's how ridiculous her statements were. And while I do think my husband is largely to blame for the dirty dishes on the island and the laundry on the floor, I do not believe that I am better than he is because of it or that he is less than I am or that I am less than he is because I am female and he is a male. The rhetoric and hyped up talk in our, our current cultural society pits men against women and women against men as if we were mortal enemies or something and all that garbage talk will contribute to the downfall of our societies and to struggles within the body of Christ now and in the future you know I see and hear a lot of male bashing going on and some of it frankly I find ridiculous some of it's hilarious and some of it's downright disturbing and I could easily hop on that bandwagon some days I don't know about you all but especially when I'm frustrated with my husband or upset over the slew of male politicians making horrible decisions for our country our state and in our county but I have to remind myself that women just like men make poor judgments as well they do things wrong as well as well we I do as well um, there are bad female politicians and abusive women, just like there are bad male politicians and abusive men. And in thinking about it, I mean, I really don't have to remind myself that women do things wrong too, because I make mistakes and I make bad choices as well. I'm sure this is the same for, for you as it is for me. It seems my mistakes are always glaring me in the face, and sometimes it's hard to move past. But I have to judge men and women on a level playing field and remind myself to do that because it's easy to get this kind of she-woman, man-hater attitude, especially in this day and age, when you're seeing it everywhere. We talk about how women objectify men. Well, there's a real turn in, in the tide here uh, ladies and gentlemen, because I see a lot of women objectifying men and looking at them only one way, especially if you go out on, out on social media, but yet there's a whole lot of male bashing on as if men are the ones who are doing everything wrong and women can do no wrong. Frankly, men don't deserve that. When I'm ticked because my husband took out the trash, 
all but one small bag of it and left that one bag for me to have to deal with. I do want to get all feisty with him and have an I am woman, hear me roar attitude. Uh, Men bad, women good. (laughs) Because I want to roar about men being wimpy wimps when they're sick and driving on the highway like testosterone-filled maniacs and missing the laundry hamper when they toss their clothes. And, And I do make fun of men when I speak at some of events, some conferences and retreats, but that doesn't mean that I hate men or that I think they're less than I am or that I'm greater than they are. I do a conference called PMS, Praising My Savior, and and it's a girly, fun, kind of story-filled hour where I do skits and impersonations with a a Holy Spirit-filled point and a lighthearted fun in it, but in it I talk about how unfair it is that even though Adam and Eve both bit the apple, Eve ends up giving us future females a double whammy out of it. All women thereafter have to labor in pain to birth a child. But Adam was the one who was punished by having to labor to feed and care for his family rather than stay in the Garden of Eden, where there was a bounty of everything that was given to him and to Eve by God. So all men, therefore, have labored to care for their families right? Well, Eve labored through pains in childbirth there forward. Well, nowadays that's not the way it works most of the time. Not only do women endure the pain of childbirth and that kind of labor, but most of us also have to work to help feed our families and labor in that way to help provide for them. We had to labor then and now we have to labor some more. So I make several jokes about that whole scenario when I do this PMS praising my savior session. And one time I was speaking to about 150 women doing a skit and exaggeratingly joking about how easy men have it. And because of them, we women have it so difficult from the, and so (laughs) I was just joking about that with Adam and Eve. And from the far back of the fellowship hall, the man at the sound booth, the only man in the entire room yells, we're sorry. on behalf of men. So it was so funny. 150 women were laughing and I thanked him for validating my feelings. (laughs) But those things, though I laugh at them and I get to make fun of all the differences we men and women have, they're also a reminder to me. Even though we all labor and we are all descendants of Adam and Eve's original sin, we're still all really similar. I can't and cannot, will not, jump on the modern day feministic worldly Hollywood bandwagon and proclaim that because I'm a woman, I'm better than a man or smarter than a man, even if I am sometimes. (laughs) Because I am just as fallible. I'm just as off kilter at times, just as tempted, just as inept, just as self-centered and susceptible to falling into wrongdoing as any man is. The same old everyday temptations that come to us come to all children of God, men and women alike. I may want to sometimes get on this flag flying, bra burning, I'm better than men bandwagon that a lot of females tend to get on in life, but I see no need to really do that. My husband knows how flawed he is. (laughs) I say that to him all the time. Like, I don't need to tell you, honey. You already know how flawed you are. We joke around with each other. Because he knows how flawed I am and I do as well. But he knows how flawed I am. He really does. But while I love uh, the the old Helen Reddy song, and if you don't know what it is, look it up. It's an awesome song, I Am Woman. 
and in it she sings I woman hear me roar and that's Helen Reddy in case you don't know um I can't truly sing I am woman hear me roar I can't make that be my shout my mantra because I am not the lion Jesus is the lion he can roar Jesus is the lion and the lamb the true lion and the lamb passage is in Revelation 5, 5 through 6. The lion and the lamb both refer to Jesus Christ. He is both the conquering lion of the tribe of Judah and the lamb who was slain. And that's what this refers to. The lion and the lamb are descriptions of two aspects of the nature of Jesus Christ. And we are made in his image. And so we have the ability to have those aspects as well. We are also called to roar. And yet... To be like a lamb in sacrifice. All of us. Not just men. Not just women. I am mere human. I am woman. I'm created by God from a rib from a man's side. Out of a man who was created from dirt. And I'm just as dirty as he is. I don't truly need to roar like a prowling lion when my God's doing it for me. The best thing I can come up with to say about it really is that, yes, I am a child of God. I'm his and he's mine. I'm forgiven. I'm redeemed. I'm sanctified. I'm understood. I'm seen, loved, cried over, died for. So the only thing I can shout out would be the cry of a woman who has also sinned. Not to glorify my sin and not to brag that I'm fallible or I'm broken or wounded. Not to make a shout out and relish in the fact that I've made mistakes or that I've fallen down and desperately needed help so that I can get back on the path that God intended me to be on. No, I'm not trying to glorify that. But just to say that we are all frail in some ways. We, men and women, we both should not point fingers at each other. I'm not above anyone else and I'm not below anyone else. I'm a woman who, like Eve and her Adam, bit the apple more times than I care to admit. I can cry out, sing out, and dance to I am woman, hear me roar. But as the lion roars and the lamb sacrifices, I have to remind myself and others that I bit the apple too. So all I can honestly cry out is I am woman, hear me crunch. So thank you all so much for joining me. Again, this is the Woman Inspired Podcast, so I'm not sure how you ended up here. If you're a follower or if you, uh, someone in your uh, local group or in your life decided to share it with you, but if they did, thank them for me. I really appreciate it. I hope that you will like, follow, um, subscribe to on whatever platform it is that you get your podcast. This podcast can be found just about anywhere a podcast is had. And again, you just have to search for the woman inspired podcast. I'm also on Instagram. You can search for one woman inspired. That's the number one followed by woman inspired. And again, my name is Karen. You can follow me um, and find me at womaninspired.com or Karen McCracken Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you have a blessed day.